Welcome to the Step 7 Ministries podcast. The mission is simple. Share Jesus with the addicted. Here we discuss recovery through the lens of Step 7. With Jesus as the center, you'll hear what makes the recovery journey through Step 7 unique and effective. We feature real help with an underlying approach of grace and brotherly love, along with the stories of men who have found recovery through connecting to Step 7 Ministries. Welcome back again to the Step 7 Ministries podcast. Today's conversation with Tom and I is going to be about step number three. The first couple of steps present a problem, and I do mention this in the episodes, both of them, that um, there's a solution to this problem. It's not an addiction problem. It's not a behavior problem. It's a sin problem. So enjoy this conversation about this step in depth about what it means to consider Jesus as your higher power. Okay, welcome back again to the Step 7 Ministries podcast. And today, this episode, we are going to talk about step number uh, three. Um, you know, we're, we're doing some recording in batches here. So we just finished recording episode two, but this episode is going to be published about a week or so later. And it's just kind of funny how, because this last episode, we on uh, step two, we kept going back and forth and we were just joking about that. <laughs> step two and three are really closely related. And again, you use that word considered, but can you read the step and then the, the Bible verse for us, Tom? Yeah, real simple step. Step three is we considered accepting Jesus Christ as our higher power. And then the, the verse is out of Romans. It's Romans ten nine, and it reads that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Simple stuff. Yeah, very simple stuff. So, um, again, welcome back, and thanks for coming back again, Tom. Thank you, uh, Mike. And uh, that was our brief introduction to it again. But um, So you, 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 if you can't see it, everybody, looking on the website or whatever, the word considered is, again, capitalized and bolded. And, and I know you've said this a few times, but we want people to understand that you don't have to be, uh, you know, a— disciple of many, many years to be a part of step seven. We want you to take this step and say, I've considered accepting Jesus as my higher power. You don't have to, but one of the things I highlighted with the last episode, this is really good the way you did this, and I think God inspired it, is you you make these two steps intertwined in the sense that the problem is presented in step uh, step two, the problem isn't just that I have an addiction. The problem isn't just that I'm not free because of my addiction. The problem is sin, and it's the sin in my life. And what is the, once we realize that that problem, that is like, oh, now I, I, I don't know what to do. I can't just stop. I mean, I can stop drinking, but, you know, we talked about this at the end of the episode where guys and people, um, they quit the drinking, and yet they're, they're not happy. All they want to do is go back to the drinking, and yet they don't want to because they know it's only going to hurt or going to cause more problems or whatever it might be. There isn't a real freedom, and so there's no freedom. Yeah, the the nature of freedom is on is from the inside, and so you know that kind of freedom, that kind of problem, and then we are asking guys and people to consider in step three, guys, because <laughs> this is a men's ministry. In step three, the the solution to all of that. And, it, and where can the true freedom come from? Where does it come from? Well, that's what step three is about. Um, it's considering to accept Jesus as your higher power. You want to talk more about that and how how you came about to... Did, did these steps, like when you wrote step two and three, did they seem to flow like that in terms of that thought process? 
That's how I'm seeing it. You know, I, I hope so. That was many, many moons ago. I don't remember exactly how that all flowed together, but... I think the beauty of step three, we considered accepting Jesus as our higher power. Again, we're we're not asking them to to commit to anything, and we're we're really just asking them to to consider your life up till today, and and maybe there's just kind of a, a different way that you might go about this. And the the fact is, is most people in in recovery circles. They're very aware that it it's it's very much about a higher power. It, it really is, and if you're struggling, you I think it's I think it only makes sense to question your higher power. It's you know what kind of higher power doesn't have the power to get me where I need to go, and that's out of this prison. That's that's the deal. And so the neat thing about it is at this place we mentioned in in our step two conversation that. Um, People will, if you're just gentle with them and you let them make the choices, you ask them questions. It's always best to just ask questions when you're talking about Jesus. You don't try to convict people. You know, Jesus, a ton of his teaching, he was a great question asker. Sure. You know, that's how he taught. He, he answered questions by asking questions. And so we simply can ask him a question that's not threatening at all. It's not like this is what you need to do. That never works, you know. Just simply ask them a question. Could you, could you maybe consider a, a different, higher power? Give it a week. Give it, give it a month, and let's let's see how this works. You know, just consider it, and the the beauty of it for, you know, guys like you and I. I just have so much faith if they go down that path you know the the holy spirit's going to step in jesus jesus works we know that mm, yeah. and and so again we don't tell them well this is what you need to do it, right. that that just never works you know that'll get them defensive they'll dig their heels in can you consider this you know and I, especially in hospital visitation which i've done a lot of and so have you mike a ton of it it's to, to ask the question of, well, you know, how's, how's your way working right now? It's, it's so simple and, and gentle. Sure. That's what I, I love about these steps. The, uh, the idea of a higher power, um, you know, I'm not, I don't know the history as to why it came about that way. But the idea of, I realized that my, I need something outside of myself. And so I, I think that's a good intention in that sense, right? Because um, I can't do this myself. And now I found myself in this prison and I don't have the freedom that uh, I think I should have. Or, and I think God would say, yes, you need some freedom here. And I'll let, and I, what we're saying essentially for step two and then here is we're going to ask God to define that freedom. We want God to define what that freedom really means. And then, our understanding of freedom is always going to come short of what God's definition of freedom is. And so um, this step, though, is accepting uh, what Jesus has to offer. Because I was going to say a second ago, I'll say it here. Um, I'll ask you this question, Tom. How much does God need in order to do the work? So you just said, you know, we trust the Holy Spirit's going to work. But And I thought of this question. So what do you think, God, how much does God need for someone to or for him to actually get to work in someone's life. Well, that's a really a 
timely question right now. I'm in the process of putting a a message together, a sermon on faith. And what do we what do we read in the Gospels? We we need faith the size of what? A uh, mustard seed. A uh, mustard seed. Have you ever seen a mustard seed? I think I have. It it's is pretty small. Tiny. It yeah. is tiny. And that's that's all God needs. And that's why the word considered is so beautiful here. He doesn't need that. Okay, I'm you know, this is I'm I'm diving like I mentioned, I'm gonna get baptized tomorrow. No, he just needs us to be able to consider him and to come to him. And that's what's so exciting about our small group ministry at Step 7. We have sober living homes. We've talked about that. We have our sober living homes. And we don't, when it comes to someone who wants to to move into one of our sober living homes, we're not asking them even for a huge commitment. We simply ask them, okay, right now, can you just consider can you consider Jesus as your higher power? That's that's criteria for getting into the house. That's all we need. Um, that's all I you know. I just I've, I've just seen it over and over. You have too, Mike. The the fruit of just considering Jesus. That's all he needs. Yeah, he's not trying to talk you into anything. He's going to show you if you'll consider him. He will step into your life, and you'll start finding some peace. It's it's so simple. It makes my job a lot easier. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's another neat piece to this whole thing is that uh, when 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 guys get to this point of considering Jesus and they're willing to let Jesus help, you know, with that freedom, it's not um, it's not the work of the Holy Spirit. We you're not trying to do that work of the Holy Spirit. Right. The the sober life will follow. The responsibility will follow with good leadership. We, you know, right. We talked about that. That's important. And then they step into a community of men who've been there, done that, and they can see the fruit that's happened in these guys' lives. And that's where the magic happens. It it happens in our small groups, and it happens in in the sober living homes. All we ask you is to consider this, and then, then it's it's our turn to start serving them, to start loving on them, and to start sharing Jesus with them. It it's just a perfect, simple system. It's beautiful. Yeah. What would you say to someone who's wondering? Okay, I I want to I want to be free from my addiction, but I feel like if I give my life to Jesus, I'll be more restrictive in my lifestyle in some way. I don't know if you've come across that. Or... Oh, all the time. And that's the that's the lie that the enemy's given us as far as coming to Christ. Because to come to Christ, we have to come to him as he is in the Bible. And people will sometimes say, well, you know, I, 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 I'd like to consider the Bible, but I think that's just going to restrict my life. And that means you just don't understand what the Bible is. The Bible's good news. The Bible's there. It's our manual for living. You know, he, he knows what's best for us, and he wrote that down in the Bible for us to live by that, and that's where we find our freedom. I put a message together a few years back, and it really hit hard with a lot of the guys, and it was a message called Freedom Through Obedience. It's pretty obvious if you get to this point in your life, you've, you know, it's a mess. You're in prison. Your way doesn't work. What if we just tried to do it the way God created us to do it? And But we find that in Scripture. And to think that if I start going down this path, it's going to restrict my freedom, that's a lie straight from, from the enemy because it's about 
then you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. That's that's mm-hmm. 832 in John. You jump down to 836, you know, Kirk has his ministry, yep. free indeed. So 832 says, then you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. You go down to 36 and it, it says, so if the sun sets you free, you'll be free indeed. And interesting, right in the middle is our verse for this last step we just talked about, step two. Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Yeah. And you, we need to step out of the world. We, we need to step into the kingdom here. And that's where you're going to find freedom is in the kingdom of God. You, know. you can't have it both ways. You can't worship the world and you can't worship God at the same time. It just won't work. Promise yeah, you that. You know, when, um, I want to say it was when, we, we just had your, when you shared your story, um, you talked about this where when when you're getting stupid, when someone's getting stupid, it's the picture, the word picture you had was, I think, great, where it's like, I'm going to pick the bottle up or fill in the blank, pick your substance, pick your thing. I'm going to pick this up, and then I'm going to put Jesus back up on the shelf. Yeah. And then you're you're taking away that source of freedom and giving giving away that freedom to something else that's so much smaller and so much more restrictive than Jesus ever will be. Uh, his freedom is a much deeper, better freedom than uh, anybody could you know, ask for in any addiction. And the closer we get to him, the more we rely on him, the more we start to recognize this freedom that he gives us. You, you know, Mike, my, my wife, my partner of 45 years, passed away a couple months ago. And not to sound like I'm boasting or anything, but the the freedom that he's given me through the relationship I have with him has allowed me to, to get through the toughest thing that's ever happened to me. And it's only because I have this relationship with Christ. I mean, it's, it's amazing what he's done for me in the last few months to get me through this just a tough time. But he's, he's set me free there. You know, he... I know a day's coming when I'm going to be with her again, and it's it's all good. She's not suffering anymore, but it all, all of it comes from considering Jesus, not considering, you know. Accepting. Accepting him as my Lord and Savior. Yeah. It's so simple. Considered accepting, and there's two words put together, right? Yeah. I mean, you could go right past consider and just accept, yeah. you know. Um, and then see what happens then. That's a good point. I've never looked at it that way. We could just pull that word out of there, and it would still make sense, the yeah. statement, wouldn't it? But it's still your approach of being gentle with it. Uh-huh. And Jesus clearly is the same way. I mean, uh, in Revelation 3, I stand at the door. And knock. And not, you know, bash the door in. I knock. Yeah. And it's not going to be a... a it's going to be a gentle... Yeah. I'm going to knock on the door. He, and he invites us. He invites us. Yes. He doesn't. He doesn't make us he invites us right he wants to be our friend you know mike i want you to be my friend i don't i don't put a gun to your head and say you will be my friend <laughs> exactly. it doesn't work that way right. that goes back to this word choice he gives us choice he he didn't need to create us at all but he wants to he wants to fellowship with us he created us, and that's part of the whole problem. But he had that problem figured out before creation. He knew we didn't surprise God or Jesus when we slipped. He knew that was coming. Right. But to give us choice 
that was an in- inevitable thing that was going to happen. But again, he he loves us. He wants us to choose him. I want you to be my friend, not because I make you. That doesn't that doesn't work. That's why we use this word considered too. Right. It works so well. Yeah. Uh, it, when it one of the things I really love about this idea of accepting Jesus specifically as our higher power is this: He's a person. He is not a nameless higher power that we try to invent, right? Uh, Jesus is a person who always has been, always will be, became one with us, and not just that, died for us, all of who he is. And yet um, that's what I love about this because Jesus is our higher power. Jesus as our higher power enables us, enables me to overcome this addiction with freedom, and even with some joy, and even with some community around us. That's what we talk about with here in Step 7. So um, I don't know if you had anything more you wanted to talk about with there, but I just that occurred to me, you know, Jesus as the higher power is Jesus as also a friend, a counselor, someone we can turn to, and even uh, what's, what's wonderful is he can be that through the community around us mm-hmm. as well. And I like how you started that off, Mike. He... He understands what we're going through. Yeah. So he doesn't, he empathizes. He doesn't sympathize. He can empathize with us because he, he's been there. He's done that. And that's beautiful. To, to think that my higher power is both my creator and Lord, and he's lived and been through everything that I'm going through, why would I want any other higher power? It right. doesn't make any sense. And that's what I want to hopefully share with the people today. Please, just if you're struggling along these lines, or just consider. We just ask you to consider. Yeah, these first few steps, they can be, uh, they can be done fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. And I was just looking ahead, and I, we're not going to you know, talk about it today, but there is step... Um, step four. No, I'm talking about step six, oh, okay. uh, not the next one, but the we came to accept him as our Lord and Savior. So, I mean, um, that, you know, we're, we've talked a little bit about that, but there's more to it. So we won't go there yet, but we'll get there eventually with these episodes. But because um, Jesus is our higher power is one thing. Lord and Savior is a little bit more in that. But you, you're speaking into this step from the perspective of having him as Lord and Savior for many, many years. And so the step is asking people to consider him not, I mean, just as the higher power. Mm-hmm. That's the gentle part of the step. I really like it. Yeah. And it, uh, again, this, this isn't rocket science. It doesn't take years and years to get through. Uh, but we'll talk about that more probably after this next step. So uh, gentle stuff. Just give Jesus some thought. Yeah. Give him a chance. That's maybe a better. Just give him a chance, because right. I promise you, he'll he he won't let you down. I know. <laughs> you know, he yeah, won't see, let you that's down. That's true. He'll help through. Well, yeah, that's, that's right. uh, that is step uh, three, right? Step three. <laughs> I'm mixing up steps again. And then next, we'll get into step four. Thanks again, Tom. Thank you, bud. Thanks for listening to the Step Seven Ministries podcast. If this story spoke to you, and you'd like to help support this ministry, just go to stepseven.org and click on support. If you or someone you love is in need of recovery from addiction and are willing to consider Jesus as your higher power, we also invite you to give us a call to see if Step 7 Ministries is right for you. 
Located in Parker, Colorado, Step 7 Ministries is a small group-based ministry where men share their lives while finding true life application right out of the Bible. There are sober living homes and a weekly worship service, along with many opportunities to grow, learn, and serve together. Just go to step7.org and click on the process button to learn more.